healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next man. Welcome back to the Basement Film Musical Review. We're now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Tokyo Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. As usual, we have a very special episode for you right now. First off, though, I just got to say... Um, guys, I lied. I said we were going to bring you a review of Phil Cook's People Are My Drug immediately following our chat with him, which was up last Thursday. Uh, which, if you haven't heard that, what is wrong with you? If you haven't heard the album, what is wrong with you? Um, but, um, but after, you know, looking at all the stuff we had to cover and, uh, and all this ground that we covered in that interview, I think, um, Phil speaks for himself, uh, as to the, the amazing, um, the amazingness of that album, and uh, and so we're gonna leave it at that. He's gonna be back eventually, you know, talk about maybe his next album, maybe just hang out and shoot the shit. But but the moral of the story is, uh, you should go out and get "People Are My Drug" now. You should uh, go see him at Songbird on July, excuse me, June eighth, uh, which is this Friday. If you're listening to this on Monday here in Washington, D.C., and if he's coming to your town, you should go and see him there. Uh, it's just, uh, so that's it. That's that's how we covered everything, guys. And, and seriously, go back and listen to, to that interview, uh, our chat with uh, Phil, me and Eduardo, because it is, um, it's one of my favorite things we've ever done. It always is when he's down here, but it's, it's just, uh, it's stunning and, and it speaks to our times. Um, not as strongly as his album does, but man. This is a good time. This is a good time. Glad to be able to share that with you. And what we're going to be sharing with you today is something that was a lot of fun. Um, something kind of unexpected in how it worked out. You know, I um, famously do not love Father John Misty, except <laughs> when I do. Uh, Pure Comedy is one of my Desert Island albums, and and uh, and but I had very great misgivings going into that like oh the last thing we need is is this this privileged white dude talking about anything it turns out it was wrong um so we sort of set a policy said like it or not we're going to talk about uh his albums going forward uh so he has a new album out called god's favorite customer and uh joining us on this are drew you know him our friend sean barna who just happens to be i don't think we've ever had him on an album release and uh lindsey hogan from the uh from the podcast talk like a jerk you might have listened to that um, if you like music, if you like podcasts like this, and, uh, you know, we've been actually talking with Lindsay for a long, long time about getting her down here in the basement to talk about music because, uh, she knows her shit, but she's always been sort of, uh, you know, I really want to feel like I, I'm an expert on this and there is no better expert on Father John Misty, I think, than Lindsay Hogan. Uh, and, uh, and she proved it. So anyways, it was, it was a great conversation. It was a fun conversation. And uh, about an album that is, uh, it's pretty good. That's my take on it. But you get three other people to hear from on that. So, uh, so we're gonna get to that. And then if you stick around, uh, I'm gonna play you a track from Sean Barna, not off his new album, uh, the one that's coming, the EP that's coming out sometime this year, uh, but off his old album. In case you guys missed it. Um, so, so that's what we're doing. And uh, if you are ready, if you are uh, you're strapped in, you got a beverage or a snack, um, sitting down here on a rainy afternoon. Um, so maybe it's going to be maudlin when you listen to this. This is going to be relaxing. You're going to talk about feelings. You're going to talk about celebrity. We're going to talk about art versus artist um, and investment in in our in our artists and uh, and well everything. Anyways, really great conversation. Uh, can't wait for you guys to hear it. So let's head on down to the basement. Meet my friends as we're talking about Father John Misty's new album, God's Favorite Customer. I'm a method songwriter. You're a method songwriter? I heard Dave Elvin say that once. He was a method songwriter. (laughs) Basically, like, he really did all the shit he wrote, he sang about. Oh, shit. No, that's actually as close to as I have beer three. <laughs> you have dark. beer three. 
Uh, we're not here to talk about you, Sean. We're here to talk about Father John Misty. Uh, his new album. And actually, this is something that people might not know listening to this, is that I love talking about Father John Misty. People have strong opinions about this guy, and I think the only opinion you should have above all is that the guy's fucking super talented, right? This is, I mean, we're on, first of all, he's got 12 albums out. Yeah. He's got eight as as just Josh Tillman. He was the good part of Fleet Foxes. Ooh. That drives me crazy when you say that. Yeah. That drives me crazy. Oh, you're, you're a fan? I am a fan. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, they had some good work. Didn't, don't like the new stuff so much, but that's, dude, that's fine. Okay. Everybody doesn't have to like everything. That's the whole point of music. It's, isn't about the Fleet Foxes, but yeah. Um, but, and then in 2012, uh, turned into this character named Father John Misty to talk about this because we have talked about literally every album that he's done. Uh, as this character uh, in in depth, we assembled uh, our friend Sean Barna, who has uh, a little EP he won't let you all hear. That's okay. Not yet. Not yet. It's just too good. Uh, Drew, you're back in the basement. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and it's not flooded, which is awesome. Oh, thank God. This is, you guys are the first back. And uh, Lindsay Hogan from a little po- podcast called uh, Talking Like a Jerk. That's me. Hi. Amongst other things. Other things, yes. It It took. Two years to get you down here, I think, because I've been, been like, you should come, and every time you say, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to fake it. I don't want to fake it. No. Yeah. I, and I have, I have like, uh, really, yes. It took Father, but, jo- it took maybe Father but, John Misty to get me down I, here. I literally, but. I and nobody ever like responds to those that I post on Facebook. I posted like, hey, if anybody wants to talk Father John Misty, come yeah. on through. And you popped up, and I am, and you're like, you got room with yeah. I, I almost tagged I her. I was like, oh no, she's gonna sense that. Even if she might have been off Facebook, she'll still sense that you posted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's okay. It's okay because Father John Misty um, encourages, I think, super fandom. Uh, <laughs> this is a guy who who runs the gamut, and and look, anybody can jump in and whenever. He's a super fan of himself. He is yes, a super fan is. of himself, but he runs the gamut of like this like sexy music movie ish star type guy to just a complete asshole, Bukowski type character. Uh, you know, the worst of us and the best of us. And somehow, uh, there's nobody like him in, in the modern music space. And, and he mm-hmm. keeps making it work. Um, last year's, or two years ago. Was it last year or two years? No, it was, it was last, last year. year. Almost yeah. a year ago. March-ish. Maybe. So, Fear Fun is one of my favorite albums of the decade. I Love You, Honey Bear. And we can talk about this later. Is not one of my favorite <laughs> albums of the decade. <laughs> Uh, but a lot of people liked it who weren't me, and that's that's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, fucking hater, motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, pure comedy is 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 one of my Desert Island albums. I think that is one of the great albums of all time. I think I, I know even within this house, me and my lady, we have disputes about it. In fact, when it was announced, I was like, oh. We're in the age of Trump. The last fucking thing I need is mm-hmm. some like privileged white dude's feelings about any goddamn thing. Turns out he tapped into my fear of the apocalypse. Just like just <laughs> nailed it. And uh and and so then when he announced he was coming back uh with this new album, God's Favorite Customer, I said, Oh well wait. So I'm really, really on board. Like this guy made this thing that I, I like, but but uh is he gonna like Sort of, sort of, sort of screw the pooch, as you say, <laughs> and that's what we're going to get into. I want to start by playing the most recent signal, single, and uh, I think this plays into him really loving himself. But we'll we'll figure that out in a minute. This is a please don't die. One more wasted morning when I could be holding you to my side. Somebody stop this joy, this joy ride. I'm feeling older than my 35 years One more cryptic message Thinking that I might end it Oh God, you must have woken up To me saying that it's all too much I'll take it easy with the more Oh, 
don't die. Uh, this uh, track harkens back to... So, uh, I Love You, Honey Bear was all about himself and his relationship with his now wife. And it was um, it was less storytelling than just like, hey, man, this is me. I'm, I'm doing this and I'm living this. Like, what, what did you say up front? Uh, method, method singing. Oh, songwriter. <laughs> I mean, that's how he presented himself. What, nobody will ever know for sure with him if this is the case. Uh, this is the closest he gets to it, I think, on this, besides naming a song, just simply Mr. Tillman. Uh, but there's an interesting trick in this song in that if you watch the video, which just came out today, I think, maybe yesterday, uh, it's a stop-motion, gorgeous stop-motion clay, clay animation video. And... The person I think, and we'll jump off from here, that I th- I think he's singing to to say please don't die is himself. I think it's um I think it's a switch in perspective. It's his wife singing to him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. So it's not. So it's not yeah. cynical. It, it's like switching to his wife. No. No. He's. Yeah. He's. He's. And this. Um. I feel like this has a shadow in the song, the songwriter. Where he's talking about, you right. know, if if you had written all this about me, I think the chorus, not the whole song, but the chorus is maybe even quotes of Emma, his wife, speaking mm-hmm. to him during his, like, breakdown that is obviously chronicled in this album. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree, too. Like, in a songwriter, he's doing the, like, if the roles were reversed kind of a thing, and you were the songwriter, and I was the muse, yeah. um, I think he's doing that in this song, too. Um, I do wonder what kind of conversations he has with his wife. Like when he plays her this music for the first time, if it's interesting, I know so, they have conversations. About yeah, it. yeah. I know I'm, they have like, you know, uh, uh, like green flag, red flag stuff. Like, right. She's vetoed a few things. Right. That I'll never know. <laughs> right. Right. It's like you can't yeah. put that on record. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought like you know Jeff Tweedy had a hard time explaining Summer Teeth to his wife, but right. this seems no, like no, that, some... that's very that's very and it plays into the side of the self-absorbed artist, which Sean Barna can talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Lick my taint, Kevin. <laughs> um, uh, no, uh, but but uh, but no. It, it, it's just sort of, so like when I'm watching this video, like uh, it is. It, it's a scene of just him basically in a trashed hotel room. It's something out of Pink Floyd's The Wall, mm. and he's doing it. And you know, he's left a message that it, you know, which is he's hinted at. And this is a character. This is a character trait. At least it's, it's gone through his whole career. Where he has talked about, you know, I'm going to do these terrible things to myself mm-hmm. and everything. And so, like, the reason I interpret it as, as himself is because even though in the video she comes down at the end to save him, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, trying to, like, he, he's understanding how big of a fuck-up he is. And being like, dude, this, that, it's like the angel on your shoulder. He's got the devil over here that traps the hotel room. And the angel on the shoulder is like, dude. Come on, you just don't die. You can't do this to other people. You can't keep fucking pissing off other people, which plays into like his public persona because people either love or fucking hate this guy. Yeah. This is this is like literally besides Kanye, I don't know anybody who like people get more incensed about his antics and stuff and don't understand that in general uh he it's performance. Yeah. So I, I have a question, actually. You yeah. brought up, like, you know, he, there's this character, Father John mm-hmm. Misty, um, that he created. I'm not as familiar with his stuff prior under uh, the Josh Tillman name. I'm curious as, as how much, like, the Father John Misty character enabled him to kind of take on different personas outside of himself, or whether it actually enabled him to be more about himself that he couldn't be under his name. Because I, I've always kind of been attracted to when artists sort of put this kind of mask on, that's because he, it, sometimes it can, on. it can create, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it can create some interesting things. I mean, Lana Del Rey did mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. thing. For some weird reason, I kind of look at them similarly. They're, they're, they're besties. Exactly yeah, the yeah, okay. And they, um, need, they need to collaborate more in whatever they do, but when, that's another... When I was listening to this, I started to lose trust in the ruse, in the character. That, right. That's funny. This is the first time I... I well, didn't trust in the characters. This is the first time I, I fully trusted in Josh really? Tillman. Yeah. Because uh, I know yeah. you love Honey Bear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah right, right. Yeah, so yeah. so why why that trust in this as opposed to like Honey Bear? Okay. Well, I love Father John Misty. You said you were talking about how um, how he's got a serious fan base. And yeah. I think he's 
his his target audience, the audience that's going to be most diehard for him, is like the critic, whether it's just an I uh, like a professional music critic or a casual music critic, because that's who he's speaking to. He's Maybe. he's like a meta commentary. You know, he's going to resonate much more if if you've really thought about uh, the rock star persona um, you, or the machinations of like the I mean, music industry. I mean, you don't you don't think he plays more into the the more reality show like freak show uh, celebrity types that we're seeing now. We have a president now who's doing that. That like that people are attracted. Like as a critic, I'm all, I'm not attracted to him because of the persona. Like I'm attracted to him because the dude fucking slays arranging shit and he can sing. And he can fuck, and and he takes risks, and it, but but it's not not I'm like I don't care yeah, about I mean, your it's feelings, the, it's, Josh Tillman. Yeah, it's the well, it's the whole package, I guess, for yeah, me. Is yeah. that is that um, I I like the the meta persona, and yeah, I love yeah. the music. Um, I like being taken along for the ride. So with yeah. with Fear Fun and I Love You Honey Bear and Pure Comedy, I liked the. I'm not sure if he's being Josh or being Father John Misty, the unreliable narrator, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this is kind of um, this is like a left turn where it like there's no real platitudes in this. You can fight me on this, like you know, there's no, no yeah, there's right. not a lot of satire and commentary the way all his <laughs> no, other albums no, have. Not. And so this is the first time I believe he's he's actually Josh. Yeah, it, having it, admittedly not listened to any of Jay Tillman. But, it's it, yeah. it's it well Jay Tillman is just like sort of wonky film. Yeah, yeah. And I mean it's good. It's 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 like you listen to the uh, have you listened to the early Damien Gerardo? No. I have. Yeah, I've so been you know down so, that whole all week. So this is Damien's fault. This whole Josh Tillman thing is Damien's fault. <laughs> I no uh, longer like he, Damien. He, and he uh and, and I think that's good. I think it's fine. I'm just because uh but uh I wanna play a song, not not one of the songs we necessarily pick, but this is this is my favorite song on the album. Because I think this is sort of the gnarly um, character that showed up on Honey Bear, the one song I liked. Yeah. What, was oh, yeah. the, what was the Midnight? You liked Ideal Husband. Yes. I mean, that's yes. my favorite, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it is... Uh, Damn, yeah. It, it, yeah. It if just, I did karaoke. Huh? If I did karaoke, <laughs> if you did I would karaoke, yeah, Ideal Husband is your jam. Yeah. Uh, this might be your next jam. This is Dave. Yeah. Nothing surprises me much And my heart Night is uh, as I think self-loathing as this gets. Mr. Tillman just sort of makes fun of himself, right? He just sort of questions. It's just like I don't know, reading his diary. That's that's how I read it. Oh, this? Yeah, I, I I admit I don't really know how this jam fits in with the rest. Oh no, I, I would say Mr. Tillman. Mr. Oh, Tillman oh. like play, plays like oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just reading down oh, the yes, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Th- this flits. In, this is like his lizard brain yeah. out and just be like, I am a literal piece of shit, and I'm just gonna like whatever. You know, I swiped right, you swipe. <laughs> you know, yeah, oh, I is... have no job. I'm a fucking junkie, probably. I mean, it's it's a dirty, dirty character. It's an LA character. I don't know if he's still in LA. It is, but it also shares stuff with a lot. I think this album reminds me of uh, a lot of the work that Harry Nilsson did. Um, which was informed by his antics with John Lennon outside of his albums. Uh, but if you think about just the album Nilsson Schmilson, it's all these albums, and they have like a song like Without You, but then you have like a song like Coconut, and you have a song like Jump Into the Fire. And, and, it, and it creates this weird disjointed picture of like, if that narrator is somewhere in that album, it's they're, they're real fucked up. And this is the book. This is like, the narrator hitting bottom for me. For this sure. is what got me into the album. This song? Yeah. Okay. 
I, I mean, I think it's the, yeah, I think it's like the... An outlier. Uh, yeah, the outlier. It's the most, um, well, it's like the, the night Josh Tillman came to our apartment right. of right. this right. album, which, and this album is like, not at all, I love you, Honey Bear. So, um, so I kind of enjoyed the song. I thought it was funny as, mm-hmm. as, I mean, it would fit right in Honey Bear, but, um, but, I, you know. Well, maybe that speaks to how we all like take our Josh Tillman. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I, I want the guy like trashing hotel rooms. Like, what do you want the guy? I, in I'm, bed. I know. I know. I, that, well, this is this is this just is, in the chair with that's the pink part of Floyd's, it. No, Sean, right? that's part of the character. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I great. learned at the end of this album that I'm too invested in him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, this is this is like challenging my uh, objectivity as a, a music listener and critic because this oh. is this is the point where I I. I'm so interested in parsing Father John Misty versus Josh Tillman and who is who and when does one or the other come through. Um, and I'm a super fan in, in the sense that I'm fascinated by this narrative and this character and yeah. this journey, which is not planned. It's unfolding. Uh, but I'm I'm worried about him. <laughs> you, you worried about him? Um, yeah, I am. It's, it's... I, you're, you're not. Well, maybe you don't care as much. It's fine. He's, no, he's, no, he's, no. He's I got don't. money. He'll be no, fine. No, I, like... I, I care when people are like in crisis, and I mean that's that's important. I mean, obviously, you shouldn't care too much about I know. celebrities, but I know it's fine. No, this is, but this is this is what I was saying about the reality show side of it. That he's built this larger than life character that does these things. The music is objectively good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand anybody who is sitting out there being like, "I fucking hate." Okay, oh, Sean. I, actually, yeah. Sean, Sean, Sean please. You, you aren't you aren't the biggest fan of his music, but but let's uh, let's uh, why not? Well, a couple of disclaimers first. First of all, the first record, Fear Fun, I thought was a great record. Yeah, mm-hmm. great melodies, great lyrics, great arrangements, and I think that his last melody he wrote was on that album. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. his his melodies have this rambling absolutely not memorable nature to them that I don't understand it just from my own more recently songwriting. you're saying yeah every album except for the first album Fear Fun album right um, I agree and I you. find it very Almost. strange like they, they just follow this like and they just like ramble back up and down up and down up and down chorus is gonna be the probably a falsetto and it's just but it's just these same things and I think part of it's the harmonic motion of his songs are generally like very like dun 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 Dun, dun, dun. And then there'll be like a minor at the end, and they don't change. It doesn't change. Every song is all the same. That being said, the musicians are great, especially shout out to the keyboard player who is the pianist on my first EP, John Titterington. No shit. He's John, he the, John Misty's pianist. I almost just said, is he the long haired guy that was the. He's the, he, he's the keys guy. I mean, but there's, it there's a guy, there's a guy that's great. really hung in uh, through all of his tours. Yeah. He's, he's, he's done the past yeah. couple tours, he's on this record. Uh, sometimes the the band guys don't get on the records, but I looked it up today. It looks like right. he is on the record, which is great. It sounds great, especially that first. The, the I guess the best way I can think about this in terms of this album is the first song. He leaves a lot of space for the band to just groove. Well, let's hear that, and it's really nice. Let's and he just doesn't that. do that ever. because because this song is actually this is the connective tissue between pure comedy and this. Like, and I like pure comedy a lot better. That's I was being dramatic earlier. As I did, you like do. it for the same reasons I did, or different? Like, I like. I mean, like I like leaving LA. That song. I mean, yeah. you know, I like a thirteen-minute masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, like, but, yeah, yeah. Pure comedy may not be a desert island disc for me, but right. I like the that, lyrics. That, I like that the leaving LA is a desert island song to me. I mean, it's I like, love yeah. it. It's like fifteen minutes of just verses, and he reveals his entire character in it. I think. I mean, yeah. if yeah. I'm trying to kill time on the desert island, yeah, I was in traffic. <laughs> Let's see we're hanging out with the gallows because this is this is squarely you know he's still making records in the age of Trump and look I don't think the character of Father John Missy likes Trump very much I wouldn't think. Who's Friday 
Yes, I mean, uh, hanging out at the gallows, end of the world. Uh, that is, uh, that is my jam. Uh, Drew, you've been a little, been a little quiet here, uh, and and since I've never talked to you, I know Lindsay's opinions, I know Sean's opinions about this, but I don't know your opinions about Father John Misty. Yeah, I had my uh, date with Mr. Tillman last night uh, uh, in this album, um, and it, you know. I think, like for me, the Father John Misty thing, like it, it, it's it's appointment listening. You know, this is not an album that I put on if I'm, you know, grilling or like <laughs> hanging out with the friends. Come out to the barbecue, guys. Um, yeah, this is a solitary album for me. Uh, you know, my lady doesn't doesn't appreciate it as much as I do. That yeah. um, there's there's things that I've always loved about uh, Father John Misty, and uh, it is this. You know, I've always had this kind of affinity for Kafka esque things, and and. Um, I, he, he, he goes there, he goes there in He's this song that, that we just heard, this hangout, the gallows, mm-hmm. this kind of, this sense of the, the world is happening around us, around me. Um, there's, you know, he's, I, I think he's kind of disassociated with it, but he's an observer. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm treading water as I bleed to death. It's just happening to him. And for whatever reason, I don't know, I've always kind yeah. of liked that. It's sort of. It's post-apocalyptic music. If the apocalypse is what's happened after, you know, over the last like thirty years, right. it's like it's not the not this future apocalypse that we can imagine. It's like already happened. Yeah, we've lived it. It's a real this dull is apocalypse. Yeah, like, it's this like, like a mundane apocalypse. It's like yeah, a yeah. mundane dystopia. It's like everything's gone. We just don't know it yet. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, that's his mo. I mean, he shares that with the beat poets too. I mean, that and that uh, to Sean, your point about uh, your your criticism about how these songs develop, I think he did get really into the beat poets after. I mean, so did Bob Dylan. His songs did okay. <laughs> okay. Well, no. Here's <laughs> here's my thing. I can't come back from that. Oh fuck. But didn't Indy Shuffle sing you something about Dylan? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's whining my thing, like, like Bob Dylan, and that's not yeah. a good thing. Hashtag Dylan's probably got like how many albums that you haven't listened to? Dylan? That you like? Yeah. None. 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 Yeah, no. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, fine. But like, I mean, it's, no, I get it though. I don't he, know. No, it's yeah. fine. No, that's yeah. not, that's it. That's not a badge. He, he if you're, pours. If you're listening to Planet Waves ever? I like, just did this week oh again. Oh my fucking god. Uh, I don't know how you go from that to blood on the tracks. That's, I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to Father John Misty. <laughs> yeah, I, I weirdly as a Father John Misty fan, I super agree with Sean's assessment. I love, I love you, Honeywear. Yeah, but um, but I feel like I I am so kind of smitten with the character and his mm-hmm. and his commentary that for the past two albums, uh, God's Customer and Pure Comedy, I I'm in it more for the character than the songs. I don't. I don't right. think there's a whole lot of message you get out of pure comedy that you don't get from just reading the lyrics. No, yeah, no. Well, yeah. That, that's that's a, that's a good point. And so he, uh, what I was trying to get into was that he has um, di- he's taken a deep dive into uh, a love of beat poetry, but it's on the level of like a freshman in college who got really high, <laughs> and, and like he doesn't he doesn't try to be deep because he is. I think at the end of the day, and I have no basis for this at all, but I think he's trying to entertain. That character is important, and that character I think is important in like. You think our... he's trying to entertain now? Yeah, and I, I think wow. it's important in our American lives. I think that that you need that type of person because that type of person doesn't necessarily exist anymore, except in fiction. Well, I, I respect about... the shit out of pure comedy because it's not entertaining. And oh, kind of I, the oh, same I thing. Think I love a not entertaining song. I would see. I, I would see the shit out of that show produced by Lin Manuel Miranda. I would see the shit. Well, that, out of that's. It. I mean, that's different. I. I so, yeah. oh, sorry, I didn't. I, are you still going? No, I think I was about to rant. <laughs> so I think that the whole. I'm going to do that now. Uh, the whole. <laughs> the whole character he's created, which yeah. is, uh, you know, he doesn't let up on it. It's like year to year. It's pretty intense. Uh, intensely followed through, but. I, I was thinking today, just listening to this this new record again, it's just like what I was saying with the harmonic motion of the chord progression, it's all the same kind of like piano melody, basic yeah. chord progressions. There's not an interesting rhythm usually. There's not an interesting melody. There's not any... He doesn't ever push himself vocally. And I'm wondering if it's all part of the character. No, it is. Like that's, a lounge pianist doing method. his thing, mm-hmm. That's whoever that, that is. That's method and that's entertainment and that's... I mean, that's... I way. can... I, like, start checking my phone driving down the highway because yeah. I'm bored. I'm like, well, I, I take, better stop I take doing that. I breaks listening to 
God's favorite customer and pure comedy to listen to fear fun. Like I, oh, I take breaks really? to yeah. listen to like uh, uh, son of a lady's man or, or uh, Nancy. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and I love it. I love what he has to say. I'm interested in 70% of the songs and what it's he has to set, say. Okay. Uh, but I agree with Sean. I, I found pure comedy musically more interesting than this. Sure. The, 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 the compositions mm-hmm. and the, and the movements are, um, there's, there's, there's a number of them that like really get me on this album. It doesn't from a musical perspective, except I I actually read that, uh, Jonathan Rado from Foxygen was yeah. at least a co-producer and on some of this and yeah and and I, and I read that before I was heading over here and I actually think I might suspect which songs those might be <laughs> that yeah. I, kind of have this almost like Foxygen vibe and those might have been my favorite songs Foxygen. musically on this album I think the last song is is one of those yeah. um, but this album is also a little bit more like feels stripped down it's it's you know it's got some strings and stuff but it's like it's it's not as lush of a production less layers and things i think he is kind of stripping it down and making it more um intimate but when you do that yeah. you need to you need to bring the melodies and, and he does have the lyrics but you yeah. need to bring the or melodies, I or i think and I, and I think this and Lindsay, you can correct me if i'm wrong on this because i think you dig this song a lot uh the palace right or you need to just be like the the medium the message is what's important not yeah. necessarily what's all around it. Is that, is that no, that's see, that's what see, I'm saying. I think that's what he's yeah. trying to do. Uh, and, the other thing about this album and its listenability is that it is very brief. Yeah. This is yeah. super brief let's for play Father a, John Misty. Let's play a little bit of it from the palace because it has my favorite line in the past, of the century, honestly. Of the century? This is fucking, because <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. And he, and he just like, he, he had oh, to yeah. have been looking at it and been like, this is fucking dumb. And about. he went for it. And now it's eternal. It's eternal. Tattoo. It's only been three weeks in a bag of speed from Jamie the PhD. She comes by the front desk to leave my Transcript with her edits Cause I don't want to leave The palace At least that's What my true love calls it Last night I wrote a poem Man, I must have been in the poem zone I'm in over my head I'm in over my We're in the poem zone. (laughs) It almost feels like his whole career was leading up to that line, which he can totally get away with. I fucking hope. I hope on this tombstone, I was in the poem zone. (laughs) How many? How many like top forty radio pop artists could use that, and no one would bat an eye because it's so bad. Right. Whereas, like, he uses that, and it's hilarious, if but that, also kind of means something. If that lyric you know? had been on Joni Mitchell's Blue, it would have wrecked the album. Right, yeah. The whole, the yeah. whole album. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he makes it work because the, the, the sort of pod that it's sitting in, the song that it's sitting in, the album that it's sitting in, is this is a point of, like, sadness, self-loathing, and, and self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And But then just being like, there's also, like, Throughout this, I think there, you know, he is finding joy in that miserable existence. I think, and and like if you can make yourself laugh like that, because that's something you say to yourself and you don't tell anybody else. Like, yeah. dude, I was totally in the poem zone, yeah. and and he fuck, and he's like, no, you know what? The world needs to hear that because that lights up the world a little, and it does. Like every time I hear it, I giggle. It's Every really fucking funny. time, and not in a bad way. I heard it today. I was like, "Oh fuck, no, he didn't." <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. He outsongwritered yeah. me. Yep. Yep. God damn it. Well, that's 
that's what he does. It's it's really dark, mm-hmm. but it's funny. I mean, that's yeah, I guess that's, that's his brand. That's so fucking dark. Yeah, that's like the thing you're, you're sitting yeah. there, and and like you just said, Sean, the 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 tone of the I'm in over my head is is. I mean, he does beautiful singing. This is the kind of yeah. thing I wish he'd do more. Let the yeah. music breathe and then come in. He like yeah. puts a little. He's singing really soft there in the in the. Uh, in the chorus, and he's got a, a rasp to his voice. Like maybe mm-hmm. he hasn't cleared it out to do the falsetto right, and it just sounds really nice. I just think it's a great song. Yeah. I think um, I really appreciate how effective that is at the end of "I Love You, Honey Bear." In I went to the store one day. Yeah. Um, that album's more. I think it's more like just sonically upbeat and diverse. Uh, so so that that <laughs> that is. kind of moment in the album is more effective because of it. Um, I feel like this could have been a more effective moment had the sound of the album had more of a like diverse clip to it. You know? Yeah, I agree with Sean in that. Yeah, because one of the first things you said to me is like it didn't step far enough away from the pure sound comedy. Of pure comedy, yeah. And uh, which is not yeah. something I necessarily ex- expect from artists. Like I, I think he's one of these guys, and we've we've got a stable of them now. Uh, Jason Isbell is in there. Um, a couple other people. He's worried about him. Huh? Well, I'm, I'm not worried about Jason Isbell. He's... No, no, no. Jason Isbell's worried about Josh Tillman. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, really? Shit. Why? That, he should that's worry about not song, writing songs like anxiety. Mr. Tillman. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yes. Wait. Jason Isbell's here as well. He seems a little that's worried a, oh. <laughs> about you. Damn. Yeah. Also, yeah, I just made a, a joke for you, Kevin. You didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I said Jason <laughs> Isbell should really be focusing on not writing songs like anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that that, that, that is true. I, that's you, not even neither here nor there. That's just true. Yeah. Uh, but um, but uh, you know he he's in this. Uh, wow, I, I honestly I didn't dig into mm-hmm. the lyrics. That fuck. Okay, so th- this is it's all coming together a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they're friends because, because no because Isbell sort of uh, tapped into Damien Gerardo who was at a really low point and said, "Hey brother, why don't you come out on tour? Mm-hmm. I know you've." You've been sober. Because that's Isabel's thing now. He's, he's been sober forever. Yeah. yeah. Which is fucking amazing. Um, and so for that to be going around, like, there's... Yeah, you got to re-listen to Mr. Tillman. It's it's almost I... that reverse thing. It's it's Jason Isbell looking down on Josh Tillman. Presumably, here's my theory, and this is not just my theory, well, obviously. Well, um, let's hear it now, because yeah. I need to hear this. <laughs> okay, well, I can talk... Can, not conspiracy theory, but I'll give you some, like... Um, some timeline about how I think this song and this album fits into what we know about. Well, let's play a little in this show. Yeah. Mr. Tillman, good to see you again. There's a few outstanding charges. Just before we check you in, let's see here. You left your passport in the mini fridge and the message with the desks here. The Sure isn't is an old just a reminder about our policy. Don't leave your mattress in the rain. You sleep on the balcony, okay, did you and your guests have a pleasant stay? What a beautiful tattoo that young man had on his face and for will you need a driver out to fit him? You. I'm feeling good, damn, I'm feeling so fine I'm living on a cloud above an island in my mind Oh baby, don't be alarmed, this is just my vibe No need to walk around, no it's not too bad The song is Mr. Tillman, I'm like, this is going to be the worst moment on the album This is what I did not want fucking pure comedy to be, mm-hmm. ever and then you get a line like that, and it's like, oh, fuck. So you think you know when this this is... Yeah, is the line is, and this is all from the perspective of, like, the concierge talking to Josh. Right. And he says, do you need a driver out to Philly? Jason Isbell's staying here as well. He seems a little worried about you. Yeah. Uh, and so you got Philly, you got Jason Isbell, you got this album's about, he's writing about two years old. So this breakdown seems to be around the time of that uh, uh, exponential festival breakdown. Oh, Do you know the one? Yeah. 
where he was he was on stage during a, a festival in Philly or Camden, and he just went into this. He just stopped his set and just started ranting. Yeah. Um. Uh, and a lot of that stage banter kind of became the song "Your Comedy." Yeah. Um, yeah. But sure. but that was that was one of those like turning point Father John Misty points where it, it's like it, it everyone's like cheering in the crowd like is he being the character is he being the character right and it kind of came through that he's like no please it, stop it was this was the day after the no this, it was the day after the Republican convention when Trump was nominated and he gets up on stage and starts playing like you know whatever song uh and just stops yeah he, goes he into just, song he just snapped yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but was, but it was but it was an it was an eloquent snap um yeah and i feel like that was the turning point so is he all like drugged out or is he boozed up like what, well, that, I don't, I mean, that's, yeah. that's always the question like we, we i think we i don't know if it was on mic or off mic. we mentioned dissociative disorder and stuff you know it, it I think he's uh, like a microdoser or something. Yes, he's he a microdoser, yeah. yeah. And 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 it is like And as he says in this album like a drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh Yeah, I, I think I think on this album more, especially if you take the video for um Please Don't Die, uh it is confronting at least the character uh being more of a drunk. Than, if you look at the, the album cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being more of a drunk than than it has ever been throughout this entire thing cuz you know uh, yeah, Fear Fun is like you're, you're on shrooms and you have a bad trip and everything and then uh, Love You Honey Bear is about like coming to terms with your emotions and your destructive to yourself. Pure comedy is the existential horror of the modern age but this yeah it dives into like purely This is, this is the hangover. Yeah this is yeah. and it's dysfunction and it's yeah. it's it's pure uh, but again like you know to put it in the realm of the beat poets and and Bukowski and stuff like that. Bukowski is very much a method writer. <laughs> he's my he's my jam. Yeah. Uh and uh but to put it in those terms, when you grow up reading that and see that, you think it's cool and you either engage fully and if you do, you pretty quickly find out that unless you're made of a specific genetic material, that life is not for you. Uh, but or you still like try to perpetrate it and you stay like fucked up for years and I and th- this is actually the disconnect for this the content of this album what he's saying and I mean, I've never seen him as that and, and I have no fucking way of knowing whether or not he has real substance abuse problems but if I'm listening to this that's what I'm you're I mean you're right that's what I'm hearing that this guy has real problems they're not just I'm depressed. I'm anxious. They're, they're like, I can't stop consume. Yeah. And if you enjoy fear fun, yeah, you have to listen to this album. Yeah. As like the, the reality of that album. Yeah. Uh, That's fun. Yeah. Right. This is, I, I mean, he'll probably have more albums, but this like four part arc is, is really uh, tight. I want his next, as much one as to be, I don't enjoy is this the a quadrilogy. The, <laughs> I want his next one to be self-titled, self-titled father, John Misty. Right, right. <laughs> it really fuck with all of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it. It's uh. So I mean, where does he go from here? Where, where does I mean? Are you? Fleet Foxes needs a drummer. <laughs> so does your band. I'm just. Oh fuck! <laughs> I would in a second. Now we're talking. Uh, yeah, he'll 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 I'm totally detach from friend. L.A. and the music industry because you can tell he makes all his money off of it, but he hates it. And if yeah, we but put out a, enough of the Twitter some campaign, point, though, at some point though, if you make DIY all your money scene. off it and you still stay there, you don't hate it. Yeah, it's true. It's cool saying you hate it, but you don't hate it. You love and he it. really does. He's he's in it. Yeah, yeah. he really is in it. Which yeah. is and, and you know back to Nilsson. Nilsson was really in it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's how. So for people who don't know, Nilsson basically uh, Yoko Ono kicked John Lennon out. John Lennon was like, I like this guy Harry Nilsson. So for like months, they just basically sat and drank Brandy Alexander's yes. and got thrown out of every goddamn club in Los Angeles. But what came out of it were some of the best music that has ever been made. And, and that, is, that is mythological shit that if you are a songwriter like him, you want to tap into. And if you can even imply that, then people are going to be like, yeah. The thing is, he implies it through his just the music, the arrangement. He understood what Nilsson was doing. He understood mm-hmm. what Lennon was doing producing that shit. And so you hear these fucking massive arrangements that have no place in modern pop. This does not fit on the charts these days. Anywhere. 
This album? Yeah. Except, oh, no, absolutely not. Except for the and fact... he's okay with that, because he knows fact, what fits in the charts. Except for the fact that it's fucking Father John Misty. Yeah, he's not expanding his base with this album. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. And he knows that. I mean, he's, he may be putting it to bed with this album. I don't know. Uh, that'd be the, interesting. Maybe, yeah, you know, the last song is like he's like shedding this whole character yeah. and saying sorry to, to everybody. I don't know. That last song's really bleak. It scares me. Does it it scare you, like, as a a concern of a human or a concern of, like, just a fictional character where, like, are you not ready for the story? Like, you want Hunger Games Part 4. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Part 5 in this case. Oh, is it Part (laughs) 5? No, I have no Uh, idea. I'm just saying shit. Well, no, it's it's concern for a character, but but based on... um, but I guess I don't mean this like hyperbolically based on on that song. It either feels like he's trying to make a break with his sins as Father John Misty or he's killing himself. Oh, man. Yeah. Or killing his character. Or killing his character. Yeah. You're right. His self. That's, that's, that's the, the Let's ideal. put self in quotes because I think that would be... I, I, mean, I know, I, I, I know, I know. Yeah. It, just, it, it had that very after the whole... Yep. bender binge thing. Like the lyrics of that are either like I'm I'm separating from this destructive part of myself but you can also interpret it in a much more anxious way there's a real strong line that can be drawn between this and and what roger waters was doing on the wall and the character of pink and like that whole journey of that character and and look that's rock and roll mythology and if he's emulating that that's cool and stuff. but uh yeah i think the the, the wall thing is interesting because i that hit me when i was listening to it too and it was like He's not trashing the hotel room, but like this is an entire album where he's kind of like in the chair with the Pink Floyd cigarette, right. just kind of like contemplating. Wait, I could qu- trash the hotel room if I wanted to, right? Mm. Maybe he I'm is going to, there. or he's going to do something else, yeah. de- you know, self-destructive, or he, he's got to destroy something about himself or about his character or his music. Yeah. So does this make this good art? Sean, Sean, Sean inhales deeply. <laughs> no, Sean, seriously. I mean, look, you, I mean, you, you, uh, you make good art. I don't feel any attachment to his music at all. Okay. And I should because his style of writing lyrics is more satirical than mine, but I do think it's the same type of style. The so way an outsider, he yeah, it's, it's very similar. And I, and so I should connect to it more. And I do connect to his lyrics when I like really sit and focus, but. I really do get lost in the. Uh, I don't think the lyrics are are good enough for the. For like the arrangement, I mean, I don't know what it is. I just these, I just get so bored listening to them. The arrangements. Funny thing is, I can listen. To, I I am leave, leaving L.A. It's thirteen minutes long. I can sit there and listen to every fucking word, and yeah. I don't I don't even think away from that. But this entire record, I'm like, oh, I was literally having to take notes because I couldn't. I can't focus on it because it's so it's so just nothing to me is it the words or, or is it's it the arrangements the and the lyric or the the melodies don't i think he's just he's a very clever guy and i think that every single verse is him fitting another clever thing into into a very 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 bland melody yeah. and disagree. he does that for four albums and i'm just two like albums. i'm just not interested in it <laughs> what did you say three albums i said, I said two albums <laughs> right so you're saying this and pure comedy right yeah. i like pure comedy better Okay. But these are records at this point where I listen once. I probably will never listen to this again. Well, I'll probably listen to it once after this conversation because I've heard your opinions. Yeah. But I don't know that I'll ever listen to it again because it's just not. Yeah. There's people doing better stuff. I know. I feel uh, th- this album. Um, There's no urgency at all. Yeah. I feel I feel a, a serious bias towards towards this album because I enjoy the Father John Misty character. Yeah. And I wonder if the album's relevance only comes in the frame of Father John Misty. I don't like, I like the this, character. I think I do like it. Yeah, I've but never is been this, offended by him. But take this he's... we've been talking the whole time about this album in reference to the previous three. Yeah. This album in a vacuum. Yeah, this album in a vacuum is, is good. Is, no. It's, it's, not, right. it's not good at all. No. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. It, it, as it, a huge it, Father John Misty. It's fan, like, it's it's, like, but that was to my point of of a songwriter yeah. that that keep putting out works of art that I mean, 
Ryan Adams. One, one, yeah, fuck Ryan Adams. Has <laughs> uh, <laughs> he unfollowed you on Twitter? No, he blocked me. Blocked There's it. a different son. Oh, then you and Trump Father John Misty it. have something in common. Yeah. I actually oh, love no. Ryan Adams. Did he block Father, Father, Father John Misty on his SoundCloud, which at one point was the, my favorite place to hang out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just... You've never been to Paper House, then. <laughs> he, um, he, he posted, um, he posted a cover of what he called was a cover of Ryan Adams. Oh, I saw that. Covering I saw... Taylor Swift oh, yeah. in oh, I remember. the I style that. of the Velvet Underground. Yeah, that was amazing. So, and then, and then Ryan Adams did this whole tweet being like, I've never been mean to you, dude. Like what, kind of like a, a yeah. righteous, yeah. yeah. So they've had a minor beef. I, I'm going like, like to double down on fuck Ryan Adams. But I also, I also want to say, uh, you know, like the, the, yeah, this this existing outside of of that of the mythos of the past three albums that came before it doesn't make a lot of sense. That said, what I was talking about with Isbell is that this guy's on a journey, and and it, this album for me actually takes me out of the uh, like oh, he's up here doing high art mm-hmm. where he's just doing art and he's yeah. like muddling through, and that's cool. And it it is hard to ignore hype. I think you've talked about it on Talking Like a Jerk. I know we've talked about it here. Uh, There's been the no base. hype for this album. Huh? There's been no hype for this album. There's that always hype. No, there There's been no interview. You know how Father Jamisti gives that interview or those the hype. interviews? That's the hype. Well, no, but I'm saying he gives that interview where he like plants the pull quotes yeah, yeah. and he plays with the journal. There's been no interview. Right, but There's he'll play no the interview. anthem and it'll sell out. That's the hype I'm talking about. Okay, and, I'm gonna, and how can you not feel guilty about seeing this dude live after listening to this album? Oh, I love. Well, the that like he's so, so like he's that's... clearly at this like if he's releasing this, maybe he's better than he was when he released this album and he wrote these lyrics. Right. But if he's not, then he's really just out there slogging for some poor cash. And... and that's the important question about art and what we expect from our artists and why we th- look when the f- and, I, and I'll send you this show because I realized I had it and I realized you probably want it. We taped him. I know uh, at Rock and Roll Hotel. Really want to see it. Yeah. Oh, you have wait. It was. You haven't seen him? I haven't seen him live? Yeah. No, I've heard you talk on your podcast about the Rock and Roll Hotel show. Okay, and okay, I really okay. want to see the Rock and Roll Hotel okay, show. Okay, so no, well, it's an audio tape, but, it, but okay, it, it's yeah, fucking great. Same. But, but the point is, like, I was actually, that's back when I shot shows, and I went up front, and Andre was in the back taping it, and Daria was in the back taping it. And I finished my three shots, and this was actually before Bob was shooting shows. And so it was me, Bob, Maggie. Uh, a couple other people up front, and, and we're, we're just like this guy is is this uh, guy. No, no, this guy is this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as a heterosis male, I'm like this yeah. is this is this is a manly beast of a man. I mean, this is fucking th- look. This is part of the show. And you saw uh, what's his name? Um, oh fuck, I can't remember his name. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes eventually. Uh, he is a short guy, but he writes songs for Britney Spears and everything. Um, anyways, he stripped and he stripped and walked across the crowd and yeah. At any rate, I walk to the back where our tape is set up and I, and I walk up to my lady and I say, Hey, what's going on? And and at this point, like Josh Tillman is hanging on the balcony Mm -hmm. and he's stretched out and his midriff is exposed. And like Daria literally just didn't even know I was there. Yep. And she just like for a second, and it wasn't for comedy's sake. She was just like, "What? Yep. Oh, I missed. Oh, <laughs> so and 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 that's that's the character. I think yep. that that's that's part of the character, and that's what a lot of people go to see him for. So, to your point about if you go, how can you go see him? He's gonna sell out a place like the Anthem at six thousand seats, and do people? I guess really then when they think about their art, do they just want to be entertained or do they think about like the implications of any of it? Yeah. It's like, well, he's branded himself as a great live act. So that's one thing. But, yeah. But yeah. How can you listen to this album and not be worried? I guess it's my question. I, Sing I saw about him killing did you, yourself. Did, some you, more. did you see him at Lincoln theater? No. A few years ago, I guess it was 20, maybe, probably maybe 2016. I don't see but, him anymore. Cause he's going to steal my lady. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, he's also like toned it down. Like he's, you can tell, yeah, no, you can no, tell no, no. with yes, yeah, with this yeah, whole discography, yeah. he's getting tired of the shtick. But um, but I saw him at Lincoln Theater, and he had a serious flu, like a real flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he kind of tried to banter about it between songs, but you his 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 
onstage energy and his banter is infamous. So seeing him kind of just like drink some hot water and like sip a tequila, you can tell he's like hurting. And and he just he just said at one point he's like he's like you know I had a fever of whatever earlier today, but you know he said um he said he like kind of leaned on the mic the way he does, but you could tell he was like actually <laughs> the way he no, does the way he does. But you How could does tell he like this, as opposed to being as opposed to like leaning on the mic swarthy, you could tell he was kind of like <laughs> you could tell he was like actually holding on to the mic because he had probably like a hundred something fever, and he's like it's America. And you gotta work. And I right. think about that after this album, like him touring after this album yeah. is really just like he's gotta work, and he's he's getting tired of this. Yeah, thing he's built this. Yeah, beast. I, I think that's right. I think yeah. that's. I mean, I think I think in that sense, it's a it's a nice small little album that is uh, um, maybe a little more angry than we need in twenty eighteen. Well, I oh, hope shit. I hope fans of his listen to it. It's like it, again, it's like a metaphor for his relationship with his wife is yeah. his fans relationship with him. Are you going to love him through this album, which is not fun, yeah. but it's real. It's honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's about right. Um, thank you guys for being here. Uh, Sean, I know you got to get to New York, uh, to get some heads in your video. And all. We're out. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> uh, no, you can't, you can't do that. There's no giving head in my video. Okay. That's... Yet. <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah. why I'm going to New York. Uh, Lindsay, uh, come back whenever you like. Okay. This is, I, I hope you had a good time. I hope we didn't scare you off. But, uh, as good enough of a time as we can have with Father John Misty. As good enough a time we can have with Father John Misty. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Up and flee. Goodbye, little songbird. I can leave Goodbye, my love Is there anything else you need? Father John Misty for you right there. Um, You know, you're going to go out and get this album. Fuck it. Everybody buys John Misty albums. I didn't get it yesterday. I had a chance. I uh, had it in my hand. I picked up Nico Case's album, which we're going to talk about later. And the uh, the remarkable Why Oak album uh, from earlier this year. But uh, but I'm sure this will land in my collection sooner or later. Uh, great having Lindsay over. Hopefully you'll hear from her uh, sooner rather than later back down here. And, uh, and also Sean. I joked with Sean that we're going to do every podcast and, and it's just gonna be like me and him talking and end with like can i play your fucking song yet can i play your fucking song yet until he finally gives in and lets me play the fucking song because his new ep is fantastic uh, can't wait to tell you about it in a few months here in the meantime uh for those of you who are wondering who the fuck is sean barna um he put out an album last year called pictures of an extra business we interviewed him he's a good friend of of the pod the podcast the basement and a, and a good friend of mine. And so uh, I think a lot of you didn't necessarily miss the album. It's just not a big album. He's not a big artist yet. But that's coming. But that's coming. And I think it's because of one of the reasons it's coming is because of the song I'm about to play off that album. Uh, Cody and Cody is it's probably my favorite thing he's done so far. And it, and it shows um, when he stretches out as a songwriter what he can do. And he uh, he made this with a lot of local DC people. And um, it's just great. It's just great, is what I'm saying. So, so let's play it for you, and you can uh, you can bask in the greatness. Here you go, Sean Barnes, coding Cody. This is just a valley town, the old west which unrealized. Writers come to write it down, enclosed with holes in a town known for its suicides. Somewhere south of Hollywood. There was no clean coat of paint It ended like we knew it could In a room in the neon light Of a drag queen Jesus saint And then he got down on his knees And he began to pray well, I think something in his iris changed He didn't look the same He said he had enough 
Drink alone to get some rest. You can't escape a very good time. You know those nights when you're home undressed. Well, you said you'd listen. Why won't they say what's on their mind? Like this mystery inside your breath. It mixes well with codeine and with this wine. He left this place because he cared. In the car of some handsome man. He refused to drive Then something brought him To the top of the stairs well, It was June in a town Where nobody cares Then he said he'd had enough That California was over That he'd fallen in love He could have been a better stranger He could have learned to love now and then Now here we are Whispered a story Made his hand shake so slow He asked me about my brother and I said It's a boy I used to know This night's brought to you Codeine, Cody for you right there. That is um, a little, little country and western adventure. An audio adventure, much like this podcast. I love that fucking song. I love that album. I love that dude. He is, uh, you know, you know. I, I, more of you need to dig into this stuff. He's going to be playing shows around D.C. and I think New York and stuff. And uh, and he's, he's down here uh, being a responsible adult. But hopefully uh, that's going to change for him and the near future and he's going to be able to get out and, and play for you in uh in bigger venues bigger audiences and people because uh there's a lot there's a lot to love there and uh and as i said before i cannot wait for you to hear his new ep it's fucking fucking amazing look for sissy actually if if <laughs> if, if he, he's booking a gig uh near near your home there is a 99 percent chance that the promoter will leak the album by posting the link up instead of the link to his site. So that's neither here nor there. Sorry, Sean, but that's that's just funny as hell. Um, anyways, we're out of here. Uh, we're going to be back on Thursday talking about Nico Case's album. Uh, Michael just came over. We hung out, drank some coffee, talked about her remarkable new album, uh, Hell On. Uh, it is a little spoiler. I, I think it is my favorite album of hers, which is uh, a position I was not expecting to land on but it is it is as they say in the biz a motherfucker of an album and then uh coming up in the next few weeks we get kaja bonet she's got an album coming out mr marcus moore is going to be on that uh talking about that album we're going to be talking about drive-by truckers decoration day um which is uh man i, I don't want to get into it right now but it, it has it's, it's it has deep meaning for me and uh, and as a career-defining album for that band. Also, coming up, maybe some sweet interviews. I think we're going to be talking to Wy- Joaquin Cooter. It's Ry Cooter's son. He's playing here on the 4th, the birth premiere, and the 11th in D.C. 
and I will be at the show at the 11th and uh, cannot wait. If you haven't heard his new album, go back and check, well, Joaquin's album too, but go back and check our review of Ry Cooter's album, um, The Prodigal Son, and um, and check out Joaquin's album while you're there. And then, um, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. I have, a, I have a big interview coming up, and I'm not going to spoil it because it is a, uh, it's sort of a, a uh, bucket list career goal and uh and it looks like it's happening so i'll let you know when uh, when we know for sure but but that's gonna be coming in late june early july so that's it we're out of here um hope to see you out to a live show sometime this week if you're in the area uh until then be good to your ears but be better to your people talk to you soon Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>